Right on radio. Right on radio. Yes, we have arrived. <laughs> yes, welcome to the program. Jeff, we are so glad to have you, Jody. God bless you for being here. All right, Jesse, can I get a mic check on you? Yep, mic check. Can you hear me? Uh, you sound fantastic. Jody is here with us as well. Happy Sunday to you, the good listener audience. We apologize for any delay in coming on. But hey, when you're doing things live, and this is only the second time we've done it in this format, hey, there's a bit of a learning curve. But fear not. This is going to be a great program because when we had our last episode with our famous guest, uh, Tina Griffin, she talked a lot about end times and that actually brought up quite a bit of a stir in people. So I thought we should discuss the end times. What say you, Jesse? I think that sounds like a great discussion. Hey, it is. And Jody, are you ready for the end times? I am. You are because you are part of the elect. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to discuss this. Listen, uh, and this is something we're going to have to do a deep dive on over the coming weeks, perhaps even months. But it is important for people to understand what is going and what to expect. You know, the Lord says he'll come as a thief in a night, but... For us, uh, we're to watch for it. So it's not really going to be a big surprise. No one knows the hour of the day. Hey, we don't. We're not going to predict it, but we do know the season. And we're going to, I'm going to start off with just something that came to my mind yesterday, Jesse. Um, you were trained in the system, and we're not going to focus on the devil in this, but you were trained in the system to be a mother of darkness, correct? Correct. Very high position. And what was your final duty, sort of, so to speak, uh, as a mother of darkness, if you had fulfilled that role? Uh, basically to hand the system over to the Antichrist. Right. Now, how long, how many centuries or generations have the mothers of darkness been around? You might not have the exact answer, but has it been for a long time? Yes, uh, I believe it goes back even before the days of Jezebel. Wow. Now, what is really shocking, and again, we don't know the hour, we don't know the day, but Jesse, there's always been a succession of the mothers of darkness, but there is no succession after you were chosen. Is that correct? That's correct. So could that be considered a clue that perhaps we're coming towards the end times? Yes, uh, they believe all the prophecies have been fulfilled. So they did not choose successors knowing we would be the last generation. Wow. Now... I do want to make a commentary on that. 
just because the devil has his plans, the Lord does not bow to his plans and the Lord's timing is the Lord's timing. So even though the, the devil might have planned for this to be the end time, that does not mean that God is cooperating with that plan. Am I okay to say that, Jesse? Absolutely. All right. Oh, and Jesse, it came up, uh, and there was a Podbean comment. Uh, I just want to clear this up for the audience. Someone accused you of actually still being in the system, and they said, Jesse never says Jesus Christ. Well, I, I say to that person that you don't listen to the broadcast very often, but Jesse, <laughs> is Jesus Christ the one who came here to earth, died and rose again? Is he your savior? Absolutely. Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I believe a hundred percent man, a hundred percent God. Um, and he is the only one that I call Lord. So when I use that term Lord, I'm talking about him. Amen. And by the way, for the listener listening audience, I profess the exact same thing. I was dead until I was born by his blood. And now I will live forever in eternity because of Lord Jesus Christ, the one who shed his blood for me. And is the King Amen. of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesse, are you in the same club? Or sorry, Jody. Yes, absolutely. Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. His blood, his light, his love covers me and all of mine. And we will serve him no matter what. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. So th this is, I just want to get the, some of this foundational stuff out of the way before we start getting into revelation. And, you know, another thing that comes up quite a bit that I, I see, you know, through emails, through uh, Telegram and other social media. Jesse, because you had, you know, uh, obviously you're very deep in the word. Uh, you're, you're a chaplain by trade. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, are held in very high regard by many. And I count myself amongst those, of course. Uh, I actually love you as my sister in Christ. Amen. Ditto. But Jesse, Amen. There, there are so many people that reach out and say, oh, I must get a hold of Jesse for her to pray for me. Jesse, do you have a secret power that puts you above anyone else with your prayers? Nope, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so here I'm going to disagree with you, Jesse. You do have a special power. I have a special power, and Jody has a special power. And by the way, many in the listening audience have that as well. And let me tell you what that is. It's an absolute deep faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's it. Amen. <laughs> when we pray, we pray, and I, I would say that our prayers are effective because we believe them. Amen. Amen. That's right. We believe in the one who answers them. That's what I was just going to say, Jody. I was going to say, we <laughs> believe the Lord will hear our prayer and answer them. Amen. All right. So I think we got some stuff out of the way there. Why don't I dive in and I'm going to read a little bit. In fact, I'm going to read the first six verses from Revelation 1. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to hand it over 
to the ladies and we'll discuss. <laughs> and, and by the way, a lot of people have stayed away from the book of Revelation because they think it's too complicated. Um, I say it's actually very plainly written. And if you just take it by the title, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It does not, it is not titled the cryptic uh, hidden meanings of things that God wants to keep as a mystery from you. It's actually called the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So expect to get revelation. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus as your savior, you will not understand this. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, you will understand this. And do, do I have an amen to that statement? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here I go. Verse one, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his bond servants the things which must soon take place. And he sent, communicated it by the angel of his bond servant, John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, everything that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads and those who hear the words of prophecy Keep the things which are written in it, for the time is near. So you are blessed by reading this and by hearing this. Verse 4. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him, capitalized, who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and released us from sins by his blood and made us into a kingdom priests to his God and father to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So I wanted to stop at the end of verse six because it says an amen. And that's almost, that's kind of like a conclusion to a section, but there is a lot in there. Already, what is this saying to you, Jesse or Jody? Go ahead, Jody. Okay, so uh, a couple of things came to my mind before we even get into it. We have to understand when we're reading the Word of God that there's two ways to hear it one through the Logos, which is the written word, it's just words on a page, and one is through Rhema, which is the breath God inspired Word of God. So when we're reading the book of Revelation, we want to remember that he's speaking from the spirit. He's caught up in the spirit. So we want to call upon the name of the Lord in order to, in order to understand through our rhema understanding what he's saying here. So what's exciting here for me is that John, he, he's given a revelation about seven spirits 
And as you go on, he talks about seven stars, which are the angels and the lamps that are there. And those are the churches. And the Lord has a message. You know, the Bible talks that every word that we speak, every idle word, we're going to hold accountability for. But here we're seeing that Jesus is actually interactive with his churches throughout the world. So um, so for me, this is an exciting thing because he begins to talk about, you know, I see the good things you're doing, but I'm, I'm kind of giving you a warning here because you're mixing in with this or doing that. And, um, and I just love it that he cares enough about us to go to John and give John to be a witness to this, you know, and, and we are his kings and priests. So now we have to learn to have uh, an understanding of what our behavior should be in these last days where we are now. And to that, I say, amen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, I, you know, I would bring out, you know, really the book of Revelations is it's comparable to the Song of Solomon, um, where it really is a book you know, people get scared because of the revelations and some of them are hard to deal with, but it really is a book about the intimacy of, of the Lord. And the, you know, it paints that picture of that spiritual level where we are made to dwell with God. And it brings out so many aspects of, you know, that, that place where God dwells and, no longer is it just, you know, the Lord making a place here on earth for us to dwell with him, but he's calling us into that intimate um, place with him, whether it's, you know, the Holy of Holies or his throne room. Um, you know, all through the Old Testament, you have, you know, passages where people are not allowed to to see the face of God. They're not allowed to really you know, see the Lord in that full fullness of his glory. And so this book reveals that, um, you know, it's not just a book about end times. It's, it's really about the Lord revealing all of who he is and putting all those finishing touches on this story of life that, you know, he's breathed. Amen. And if I can add to that, it's also showing how interactive we are in the last days, because mm -hmm. he's saying, I've watched your behavior. You know, you did well here, but listen to this. You need to behave this way. And if you do that, you if you go through the first uh, chapters, you'll find out some will get, you know, certain types of gifts. Some will be of the tree of life, hidden manna, white raiment, um, you know, overcomers will be uh, pillars in the temple. So as you continue to read even the first few chapters of Revelation, Jesus is showing us our part in this last day event. And he's giving us warning. You know, I see that you're lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm or I'll spit you out. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, um, there's so much in there, like Jesse is saying, that describes who he is, which we want to grab and hold on to because it's his power, his glory, his authority that we walk in. And so we have to understand mm -hmm. him and his uh, dominion and glory. And, and then also what he's given to us to do and be part of in this last day's um, chapter, this revelation. So yeah, you bring out a great point in that. Um, we have to remember that this book is not just, 
you know, poetry. It's not just allegory. It, it really speaks to the truth of history. And that's even brought out in the beginning here in verse two, where John, you know, is speaking and he says, you know, about himself, that he testified to the words of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he himself personally eyewitnessed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where are those, um, where is that testimony? You know, that's written in the book of, um, all throughout the book of John. And, you know, this was the disciple that was one of three that was called into the Lord's inner circle. So, you know, the most intimate things as Jesus went out, um, him, Peter, and James were there with the Lord and witnessed all of these things. So, you know, even they were up on the mountain for the transfiguration and, and witnessed Moses and Elijah, you know, both proclaiming that he was indeed the Messiah and the Lord. Um, so, you know, people can go back to the book of John. You can read the testimony of John and read what he saw, what he went through, what he experienced with the Lord. It, uh, it goes all the way, you know, from the Lord's physical ministry here on earth to, you know, his resurrection. Amen. And he does say that in the eighth verse, if, um, if you you know, if we kept reading on, where he says, I am, when Jesus says, I am, he's saying something, you know, I mm -hmm. am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So mm -hmm. we're getting an exciting view here. You know, John got to witness it physically, and then he got to witness it and caught up in the spirit, the end time. Um, but Jesus is letting us know with, be comforted, because I'm the beginning and the end. The enemy's not going to win. You know, darkness, people right. read Revelation and get scared. They shouldn't be scared, because throughout the scripture, it talks about that he puts a mark on his people, and we are safe. Uh, even if we go all, go all the way back to Moses and the Israelites, read chapter 8 of uh, Exodus, his people were in safety. He protected them mm -hmm. during those plagues and things. So, but the whole idea here is to know who Christ is. And he is the beginning, the end. He's, I'll say he's all of the middle as well, as, <laughs> at least in my Amen. life. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, you know, and he is, which is the one who was and is and which is to come. And it's exciting if you think about that. We don't understand the fullness of him, his power, his authority, his might, his dominion, mm -hmm. you know, or who we are in him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. So last Sunday, we talked about the resurrection power. Mm -hmm. And when we start to read Revelation, and, and truly, without a study of Revelation, I don't think any of us have a clear picture of who Jesus actually is, because revel this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And when, as we go through this book, you're going to realize that, first of all, there isn't a lot of words that can describe God properly in our language, uh, right. because he is a thing of the spirit. And, uh, and quite honestly, I don't think our minds can actually even comprehend how big God is in in so many ways. But God has not made it a mystery 
of who he is and he's given us enough that we can uh our minds can absolutely be blown by his majesty amen mm-hmm. and that's what this book is and, and i should have started out with talking about just the the book of revelation uh to start with uh, just as a bit of an outline there's 22 chapters the first 11 chapters uh really it tells the story and then it starts again so revelation actually repeats itself the first 11 chapters and then it starts again with the birth of jesus christ and goes but you get a little bit different detail in each section of the teaching so that is really important to know uh the book is chronological so we can read the first 11 chapters and basically have the entire picture. But then when you read the next 11 chapters, you get even a clearer picture because it goes back through the details and talks about it in you know, slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. Nope, that was a good overview. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple things in here. Um, I want to just break down uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his bond servants. Who are his bond servants? Um, in here, they're clarifying those as as the church or the, the true church, those who mm-hmm. serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The elect. Yep. The elect. Exactly. So I just want to take some of the things out just to make sure that people are clear because we don't know where everyone is who's listening to this broadcast. So uh, who testified of the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's pretty straightforward. Everything that he saw. Okay. So he's just recording everything that he saw. And then verse three, blessed is the one who reads and those who hear the words of prophecy and keep the things which are written in it, for the time is near. So first of all, who is the blessed one? Which verse are you speaking out of? I believe the blessed one yeah. is the Lord. Which which verse are you speaking out of? So uh, verse 3. So blessed is the one who reads mm-hmm. and those who hear the words of prophecy. Right. So that would be in that uh, manner, us, the one who understands has the understanding. Mm -hmm. So again, he's speaking to us. I just want to be really, really clear on that and keep the things which are written in it for Mm -hmm. the time is near. Right. Now, what things are written in it? What does that say to you, Jesse? Well, the things that are written in it are prophecies, revelations, uh, foreknowledge, um, as well as history and truth. Amen. So keeping the things which are written in it, well, first of all, I, I would say the most important thing to keep is your covenant when you give yourself over to God and say, you know, please save me from my sin. <laughs> you know, that's that's a keep that's a keeping of the things that are written in it if there is anyone that you know that's what it says to me what are you, what do you think Jody I think it definitely means our covenant with Christ and also the things like as you go on in in that first chapter you start learning what he's saying to the different churches and and, um, and like he's telling them you've done well here 
but you need to do this. And for those of you who do this, Mm -hmm. there will be different gifts, like we said before. One is the tree of life. The other one is hidden manna, you know, white raiment. Um, uh, So so I think that what he's saying here is all these things that Christ is now revealing, this revelation to us, you know, uh, this is what we need to keep. We need to remember Mm -hmm. because in this last day, you know, the very elect would be deceived if it were possible, but it's not going to be possible because we would keep the things that he has said and told us in our minds, in our hearts, and in our spirits through that covenant we have with him. I think it's important to bring out that word keep. Um, you know, it's not just that we we take the, the things that we've heard and we, you know, think upon them or hold them in our hearts or our minds, but it also implies action that, you know, we haven't just heard and listened to it, but we take what we've heard and and uh, have received and we um, apply it. Yeah. So there's a obedience, there's a heeding, um, there's action that's required from what we've heard. Amen, I agree. That's right. And, and, and you know, skipping forward to verse six, and he made us into a kingdom of priests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that implies that we are supposed to be doing something, <laughs> right? That is right. Correct. We're supposed to be walking in dominion on the earth. We're supposed to be utilizing the authority he's given us. Uh, he, he says, don't even be excited that you can cast out demons and they'll run from you. Be excited your name's written in heaven. What greater glory is that? So, and so again, we were made to be in Eden, but we are foreigners in a foreign world. So we don't belong here. He goes, you know, don't don't be part of the world, you know, but we are here. So what are we to do in it? We are to be the kings and priests, which we're to be the light uh, on a hill. We're to be the place where people know to come when they're hurting or struggling um, so that we could teach them their authority and dominion in God and in Jesus Christ and in this, the uh, salvation he gave his life for and the resurrection power, which is for today. And that I can tell you is a fact. Amen. All right. So just finishing off uh, verse three, keep the things which are written in it for the time is near. Now this was written, you know, almost 2000 years ago, 1700 years ago, or, you know, um, actually yeah, closer to 2000 years. Uh, But it says the time is near. How could it be near if this was written back then? I believe, I don't want to interrupt Jesse if she wanted to say something. Um, I believe that we have to have an understanding that time is different for heaven than it is for us. And we have to also understand this is already completed. So if you read Revelation, it, it's like reading a script. It's already scripted. We're now living out the script. So um, so time is not like time on earth. We have, we have, in God's world, it is finished, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said that on the cross, you know, and and we read it throughout the revelation and an understanding that the battle's already won. The enemy's already lost. The pit is, is, you know, already there. So that's what I think. I think we, we tend to think in our time frame and we have to think bigger than that in God's world. A day is as a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. So... 
Yeah, and Jesse, I don't know yeah, if you're moving yeah. around, but I'm getting a lot of noise from your phone uh, okay. as you're going around. So just be cautious with that. So listen, the, the time is near. And one of the things that we've, this is my opinion, of course, uh, but time does not exist. Right. Uh, time is something that we have created, which is a measurement tool. And if God is the alpha and the omega, he's the beginning and the end, um, you know, and, and by the way, uh, using our measurement tool, we're all given, you know, up to 120 years on, in this world, you know, since Genesis 11, uh, you know, we can live up to 120 years. So your time is near no matter what, because once you're once you expire in this uh, flesh suit, you've moved on. Can I add that? I believe this is my belief, too, that um, time started the way we understand it with the fall of man because Adam was created to be God, like God in God's image and they didn't there was no death then there was no calculating of so many years so he would have been eternal so when the at the fall was the beginning of the you know you get a car and the minute you drive it off a lot it begins to depreciate <laughs> so at the fall the human soul began to, the flesh began to depreciate, so to speak. So I believe that that's when that happened. But back in the Old Testament, you'll read um, that they lived 800 years or they'd lived, you know, so time was even different for them. But but the further we get into the darkness, into the sin, and it, and it overtakes, I think you, you'll notice life has gotten shorter and shorter, you know. So um, I, that's that's my opinion, because... If Adam was an eternal being created to live with God forever and ever in Eden, he, he was not bound to time like we know it in our flesh. I yeah, absolutely and, agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, I would I would agree too that it's not bound by physical time. Um, you know, it is it's the breath of God, so there it's timeless. So. Mm -hmm. Well, amen. So let me go to the next verse, because the first six verses were really just setting this up. And this next verse really is what the entire book of Revelation is about. And so understanding this next verse is going to be very key for you. If you don't understand this next verse you will be lost. So if if we don't explain it properly, you know, go and dig in on this and and dive in even more. Oh, and I, actually, I should have backtracked. I wanted to talk about the seven spirits, but mm -hmm. we'll perhaps address that in a moment. So verse seven, behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. Amen. So why, why is this verse so significant? Well, the Jews have been, you know, waiting centuries for their Messiah and 
you know, many of them have not acknowledged that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. So what's important about this, this particular verse is that, you know, it, it's very specific as to who the Messiah is and that he's already come. Um, you know, the, at the end of the Gospels, we see that Jesus Christ rose and, you know, ascended to heaven. From there, you know, he said, I'll return the same way in which I've gone. So, you know, this is confirming that, that, you know, he will be coming in the clouds, not somebody who, you know, is just going to appear on the physical earth. Um, but it really is a defining verse. Yeah. And of course, you're referring to, uh, I believe it's the first chapter of Acts where, you know, mm -hmm. they all watched him ascend into the clouds and he will right. come back in the same way. And it goes on further, so he will be coming with the clouds, and every mm -hmm. eye will see him. Mm -hmm. So is it just a, a cloud over North America? Is it, uh, you know, a cloud over Asia? Is it, uh, how could, if the, if the world is round, and yes, I believe it is, sorry, Dave, Flat Earth Dave is trying to come on the show. <laughs> uh, great guest, by the way. He's a very smart guy. I just vehemently disagree. I believe that Earth is round. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know I Earth is round. Mm -hmm. But how could the entire world see him if it's round? Because half of us are pointed in the wrong direction. Right. So I believe this is peaking on a spiritual level because it talks about even those who crucified him will be able to see him. Right. I believe it mm -hmm. says that. Let me go back. And, look. Um, and behold, he cometh and every eye shall see him and they uh, also which pierced him. So I believe it's we're talking about we tend to be so earth grounded and so earth minded and we can't seem to break out of that. There's so much more to to what is God and what is of God. We just have been deceived by into blindness, some of it. And um, what it's done is it kind of gave us uh, a view of God where we put him in a box and he fits in this box. And that's how we understand him. But this is talking about even those who were back in the day that pierced him will see him. So it's not talking about just a physical coming in and cloud. This is a spiritual thing where your spirit man will see everyone has a spirit man, everyone, whether you're serving God, the devil, nobody, you will have a spirit man and you will see in the end that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And it says that they will wail because of him. Those who denied him, those who pierced him, those of us who um, love him and serve him, we will all see that he is God. And those who pierced him and the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. They will, they will cry. Mm -hmm. His glory will be seen by everyone. But it's, again, not on this plane. It's a spirit level. You know, it's... Um, well, he is coming in spirit. He's yes. not... He's, he's yeah. done the flesh suit. He, I, I, he's not exactly going to do that right. again. Right. So, <laughs> so to see him, we'll see him in through our spirit, man. So everyone yeah. will see him. Through, no matter whether you're up, upside down in the southern hemisphere. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jody, listen, I, I'm a simple guy. You know that. Yeah. And so I need to look at things with simplicity for me to, uh, for even a, a, a 
guy like me to understand. But so the, the sun that heats this earth is a star, right? Right, right. And the sun is 93 million miles away is what the scientists tell us. Right, uh, but right. yet, you know, everyone can see the sun and, and it's big, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would venture if it's 93 million miles away um, and we can see it pretty big in the sky, it's, it's a big thing. Exactly. Now, the scriptures say that he holds the stars in his hand. Amazing. So, not by the way, stars is plural. So, mm-hmm. not just one star. So, there's a bunch of stars that we see in the, you know, in the sky, and he holds them in his hand. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is, I'm thinking God is really big. Oh, I, I can believe that. <laughs> well, well, his word says, you know, he is all things and in all things. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's because of the breath of his, you know, we don't, we think of everything as concrete. We, we give it a form and it has to fit into certain confines of that form. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember that the Lord is spirit, his breath, there, there is no, limit or confining um you know he's that big yeah so jeff yeah when you talk i get a picture of our tiny little earth in the palm of god's hand and his big face kind of looking down on us and everybody going (laughs) oh there he is and i love that (laughs) but i agree with jesse he is spirit so we will see him that way but it will will not come from standing on a physical earth looking at the moon, there's times when the moon is hidden to us and the, I mean, the sun is hidden to us and the moon shines. So with God, his, he will, we will be encompassed about by his great spirit, by this cloud of witness. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting because we really have to open up our understanding as to the God we served and how great and grand he actually is. It's, it's, Mm-hmm. It's a, it's above our mental capacity, truly. We really have to see it in the spirit realm. Well, I think, too, you know, going back to that verse we were just talking about where he, you know, is coming with the clouds, um, that, that was something that happened quite often in the Old Testament when the Lord was speaking with his people you know, they would gather around the mountain and he would descend as a cloud and speak to them through the cloud. You know, so it was kind of like every time he wanted to have a meeting or had something to say, you know, here comes the big cloud descending. And they all knew that when the cloud came, you know, that the Lord would be in that, that his voice would proceed forth through it. Amen. I love that. That uh, When you were saying that, I had a thought that happened with my grandson and I this morning. We're looking outside and he wanted some sugar. And I said, no candy. It's still morning. He said, no, it's not. And I said, look, baby, the clouds are still at on top of the um, units here and they're still in the trees. And when you looked outside, all you could see is the fog, you know, like the and mm-hmm. uh, what a beautiful picture that just gave me of what you were saying, Jess. It's, it mm-hmm. was everywhere. You can't escape it. He's, right. And that's God. He's, like you said, in everything and everywhere, and you can't escape him. And no one will, because even in that scripture that we started talking about, it says even those who were there back then that pierced him. You know, so mm-hmm. this is because life is eternal. 
you know, we we have to think outside the flesh, you know, and so this is kind of exciting to um, to be allowed to be given the insight to that through that scripture. Mm-hmm. We are living in a blessed time, and you know what's what I really love about what we're doing now collectively on these Sundays, and when I say collectively, I include the audience, of course, is you know we can look at the news, we can talk about the policies of the administration and, you know, rights being taken away and stuff like that. But there's so much more to life than that. And just as, as Jody was describing that scene of looking out, you know, since becoming one of the elect, uh, since I made that choice, well, God nudged me towards it, uh, in fairness. (laughs) Um, But since making that choice, this entire earth has become so much more alive to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I see colors differently. I see people differently. I don't. I don't look at someone and say, "Oh, that person's attractive or ugly." That that's just that's so shallow. I see that person as a creation of God, man, and man. you know, friend or foe. Exactly. That's how we should be looking at each other. That's why the demonic uh, people that are trying to, uh, you know, enslave humanity work so hard to keep us divided by race, sex. Um, you know, beliefs, whatever, because if we were to actually learn to love, even those that we don't truly like mesh with, you know, there's certain people that you get along with well, and then there's other people, it's like, wow, this is a struggle. But if you were to look at the spirit of God in them, and just know that um, that same God that is in them is in you, you could come at people differently. You know, uh, you don't have to love every uh, single personality trait of someone because there are people who make themselves difficult to, to love, you know, mm-hmm. but if you can love the Christ in them, pray for them, love the spirit of God, that the breath that they were created with the Holy spirit, you would see them differently. And that would uh, really bring love into the earth and love is God. And when God's in the earth, we win, you know, we, we, we see great things happening to humanity. So, the, ahead, the, oh. the difficulty in that, Jody, is you know for for me and I, listen, I'm I'm a very flawed person, of course, uh, as we all are. We all but are. Yeah. When mm-hmm. when when you see someone, and literally you see the spirit of confusion on them, and you know you can try to t- explain very simple truths. And they won't want to hear anything, Um, you know, literally, like I, I, you know, I know people that uh, CNN is their gospel. Right. And so that's where it's difficult because you see this just a beautiful person and literally we've been, uh, you know, society has been so propagandized. And everything, the the, enem, the enemy has been su- superbly crafty. You know, um, he has perverted everything in this world. And for people to really wake up and understand that just about everything in your life has been a lie, right. that's a hard step for people to make. Oh. Yeah. 
and it's coming. There, everything is going to be shaken coming up here. Um, the, I think the important thing to realize is that Jesus did give us an understanding of what to do. He says, if you go somewhere and they don't receive you, just shake the dust off your feet. And I remember on a different program, uh, we talked about the dust being human. Humans were made from dust. So, you know, there's times that you can just walk away and not walk away in anger, not walk away in disgust. You're just like, you know what? My spirit is not received here properly, so I can just move on. And the best thing to do at that point is to pray for those who are, you know, that are lost. I've had family members, they don't, they didn't talk to me. And now that they have their, their mind is open and to the truth. But before they did, they were like, she's nuts. What is she talking about? What is this, uh, you know, corporation? What, what are you talking about? This is happening. And, and then I was getting uh, death threats in Twitter, private mail, you know, why don't you kill yourself? I hope you drop dead, you know, and to me, it makes me laugh, because it means I'm right over the target, that I must be proclaiming the truth of the gospel so much that it's agitating the enemy's, uh, you know, minions. But you know, we have to be able to say, okay, well, I don't have to try to wrap my arms around those people at all. I'm going to shake that dust off my feet, and I'm going to ask the Lord to open their eyes and forgive them. You know, Jesus, when he saw those crucifying him, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do, because mm -hmm. he recognized the force behind what was deceiving them into doing what they were doing. And if we could walk with him and walk with his mind, we would do the same thing. So doesn't mean we have to hug them and take them home for dinner. It just means that we can love them through the differences. Absolutely. Amen. And it's we will eight. pray for them uh, before the end of the show. So a couple of things have come up in the, in the comments. I just uh, glancing at them now. And uh, one uh, says, please do not discount the possibility of the earth being a flat plane. Okay. Um, you know, maybe we should have flat earth Dave on. He's kind of the foremost expert on this, and he puts forth a, a really good argument. Uh, to be honest, I, I just, uh, I, and I haven't studied his stuff, but I, I think it would be almost disrespectful the position I would take uh, if I had him on as a guest, and I don't like to. Um, but you know, I guess there could be a spirit in debate as well. So we'll consider that. Uh, the other message I wanted to talk about is it says does jody believe we are gods that's a small g gods some of the comments sound like it so could she clarify i believe we are made in the image of god but we are not divine and not gods thanks in advance that's an excellent question and and it bears um to be explained because you know the bible talks about know ye not that you are gods but he's not talking about god as in you know, I'm established as a, a Lord, you know, mm -hmm. what he's talking about is that we were created in the image of God. So to be a God, you'd have to have your own power, your own authority, your own whatever you would be, you know, I would be ruler of my world, so to speak, that I do not believe, I do not believe that we are, you know, some uh, gods that way, what I believe is that we were created in the image and likeness of our Father God, that we were made to have dominion and authority by his word given to us um he, he said have dominion over the earth he told adam to name the animals when you name mm -hmm. something you possess it all right so he's he, and he said now take dominion be fruitful and multiply 
then everything went chaotic and Jesus had to come. And when Jesus was all done with what he did, he said, now all power and authority was given to me and now I give it to you in my name. See, if I were a God, I can go in my own name, but I can't. But in his name, I could go and I can do all the things that he did and and greater things he said we shall do. And this mm-hmm. is something that we need to get an understanding of for what's coming in the future because God is going to begin to open himself and show himself in ways he's never done. And we need to understand how to walk in that authority and, mm-hmm. and be used of God as the actual hand of God, the actual mouth of God, the eyes of God. So we are in him, we are called to walk and have the mind of Christ. So no, not within ourselves. I totally agree with um, with uh, the person who asked that question. We are not divine in and of ourselves. As a matter of fact, if, if you're smart, you'll be repenting every day of your humanity. And I know I, I repent all the time. I'll even have a memory of something the Lord's forgive me and go, Lord, I was so dumb back then. I'm so glad you forgave me. <laughs> So, you know, so we must remain humble. We must understand that we are our father's children. My kids look like me. My kids, sometimes Mm -hmm. their behavior is like me, but they have their own distinct personalities. What I want to be is God's um, tool on the earth. I want to be used of him. I want to look like him. I want to sound like him. I want to look like my daddy and my savior and, and get the work done so we can all live in glory together and all this nonsense go away that's mm-hmm. i hope that explains it if it doesn't please let me know if uh, i can clarify more well i think that was beautiful uh, one part i would <laughs> add to that is when jesus christ died for our sins and rose again mm-hmm. we became a new creation so we are the god man mm-hmm. but we are not god Exactly. Or gods. Or little gods like, you know, there were lots of little gods in the Old Testament. They were all demonic spirits and, you know, anything that rises up itself against the knowledge of God, our God, you know, we have to cast it down. And that means even some of these people who believe the light is in them and it's their light or the power Mm -hmm. and authority is in them and it's their power. That's dangerous. You're going to get your butt kicked by the, you know, the enemy that way. So we come to And so, Jesse, Jody brought up something really, really key that I want to uh, address, and we're we're straying a little bit from the the verses of the book of Revelation right now. But, Jesse, are there small G gods? Not, Not human, but Scripture does sometimes call the angels um, a little G gods. Um, You know, what I was going to go to is um, the verse in Colossians three, where it talks about how Jesus Christ has the full authority of the Godhead, uh, meaning the father, the son, and the spirit. And, you know, from there it says, you know, and we have the fullness of Christ. So, you know, that supports what Jody was saying that we do have, you know, that fullness of Christ uh, meaning the authority, the power available to us, everything that he has in his name, we have access to. Um, but, you know, these little G's, um, do they have um, dominion? Yes, they have certain rights to dominion over the physical land. Um, 
some dominion over some spiritual land, but most of their power and authority has been stripped of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, listen, even Jesus even said that the, the God of this world is, is Satan. Yeah. You know, so he is, well, and, and he's essentially made himself a God um, of this mm -hmm. earth or was permitted to be the God of this by Jesus. And it's all for uh, Jesus's purposes, because unless we, how would we know what good is if we didn't know what evil is? Yeah. And we're not forced to make a choice uh, to choose God. He loves us, and then we choose him. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add there, Jeff, that the the dominion Satan has over the world or world system is ours. We gave it to him. Adam and Eve gave it to him. And every time he deceives someone into giving over their dominion, their authority in the earth, uh, that comes through God and through um, his command to us you know, to have dominion, um, we give that over, and that is why they have to deceive humanity through telling, foretelling what they're doing before they do it, these demonic people, um, through television, through, uh, you know, radio, through everything. So, basically, the only reason he has it is because man gave it up to him. So, and he, so he's really good at deceiving humanity so that we're dumb enough to give away I mean, just think about things and, and, and what's going on now. They'll scare the living daylights out of you and then say, yeah, yeah, take all our guns or do this or do that. So we, you, you see how the um, devices are of the enemy. And this, it's a good lesson to get into understanding how he works and then understanding how to turn it against him. So, you know, it's really important, I think, that we understand that when he said to Jesus, all this, you know, was given to me, we gave it to him. Jesus came to take it back. And Jesus, when he died on the cross and he said, it is finished, he gave it back to us. Now all power and authority is given to me. The covenant that he went through from the days of Abraham, when there was covenant between God and Abraham, and he said, I'll make your children like the stars of the heavens. There was covenant made there. And Jesus fulfilled his part of that to bring us back into our rightful dominion, rightful authority. But Satan doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to remain ignorant. So um, I hope that makes sense because it's part of his uh, deception in the world. So I, that, that's why we've been anointing our cars. We're taking back dominion. And, and, and Jody, I'm just so glad you said that. And by the way, that's why you're here on Sunday because we are lockstep in the same mission. Amen. We are reclaiming this earth we are taking authority over it in jesus's name that is the whole point this is what we're equipping the saints to do and with uh you know the great knowledge that jesse has of the of the weapons that were formed against us uh, we're turning it around we are turning it around and we're shooting that gun right back at them amen amen that's exactly right and it's time for us to understand we're not we're not little gods, but we are sons and daughters and kings and priests of the living God who lives and reigns within us. How big is he in you? Because if you had an understanding, you would understand the, um, the manifestation of his resurrection power, the manifestation of his uh, his uh, 
ability to just repel the deem. I've walked in rooms and had people's head twist on their on their shoulders and say, um, start growling at me. And I'd say, get out of here, you know? So Mm. they, they will recognize the Christ in you. It wasn't Jody that that demon recognized that day. It was the Christ in me because I know in myself, I would get shredded in pieces by a demon because they're made, they're angels. They have abilities that I don't, but I know the Christ in me is far greater than anything in this world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That has deep meaning when you understand it. Amen. Wow. That's like such a high. I almost don't want to go on past it. That was so good, Jody. But um, because we're going to be going through Revelation and we really want everyone to understand the key passages of it, I believe in the... Uh, in the first, you know, seven verses, there's just one thing that I want to make sure is understood. And that is in the fourth verse. And it says, John to the seven churches that are in Asia. So these were physical churches. Okay. I want, it's not a, a dispensation of ages, as some people have claimed. I firmly believe that these were physical churches. Uh Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. So the seven spirits is something that not everyone, uh, even, even myself, did not know what that was until I did some study on it. So um, I'm just going to refer you to Isaiah 11. And this is where I believe, and this is my belief, you can prove me wrong, but I I believe this is where it talks about the seven spirits who are before him. And I'm just going to read it to you. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse. So who was Jesse? Uh, King David's father. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And a branch from his roots will bear fruit. Okay, so that's talking about the Lord. Mm -hmm. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. You can count these, by the way. The Mm -hmm. spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and strength. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Those... (laughs) are what I believe are the seven spirits who are before. Yes, absolutely. That's what I believe it is. Um, they're all manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So, but they are, they are within themselves separate things. And, and as you grow in the things of God, you know, you can walk in wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and fear of the Lord. So it's, mm-hmm. it's an exciting, um, it's an exciting thing to see that these are before God. And these are things that we should pray for. He said, pray for wisdom, pray for understanding, you know? So this is not something that, um, that he's like waving in front of us going, look, look, you know, look what's in heaven. This is, this is a part of God that, that, (laughs) that we can actually, uh, walk in, you know, the, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding of counsel, of might. 
um, and the knowledge of the fear of the Lord, that is a big one. Because when you understand, again, how great God is, it's it's a reverent fear. It's not a run and, mm-hmm. run and hide fear. Although when we get further into the book of Revelations, we'll see that men do eventually run and hide. Yeah. Yeah. I think but there is no it. hiding. I suspect that there's not a cave deep enough that would hide you from the Lord. Yeah, not from his wrath. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jessup can attest to that, right, Jeff? Amen. <laughs> Although I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that we're going to discover and going through this and talking about it, we're going to talk about, yes, that controversial topic of the rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I believe the answer is right there in verse 7. Um <laughs> But we will also discover the difference between the judgments and God's wrath. And we, being the elect, will not be here for his wrath. I agree with that. Yep. And and by the way, his wrath, like, it's it's bad. You don't want to be left behind on that one. And and we'll get into them in detail because it's going to be fun and it's going to further show the magnificence, the righteousness, the justness of our God. Yeah, it certainly will. And uh, I, there's, we, we are already, I don't know how to say this without, we are already living through some of the tribulation things. Like, if, um, and people are always uh, thinking that, okay, you know, as long as I'm a good girl, God's going to take me out of here. And I'm, you know, he didn't call us to be warriors to, uh, to be run away and be pulled out at this time. We are literally walking in it now. And mm-hmm. it's through, it says, I think in the book, I'm pretty sure it's the book of James where, you know, be grateful when you, when you're faced with tribulation, because these things that work your faith, these things are the things that grow you in the spirit. So we are not to be afraid. You know, we don't have to worry about um, certain things. And we also need to develop a faith that says, though you slay me, I will serve you though. You know, it, it's called devotion. When I joined the Marine Corps, I didn't care what happened to me after that. My life would belong to the Marines. And if they said, go to Afghanistan or go here or go there. Now I was in during the cold war. It gives my age away, but you know, um, but it didn't matter because I was in service. So are we in service to God? Do we know how great he is? Do we understand the authority that he's given us to walk in victory here? Will we feel the wind and the rain? We will. But he protects those who have his mark, who have him upon their hearts and in their minds. There's so much for us and it's all going to be coming out. So we don't want to be these runaway Christians like, okay, before it gets really bad, the Lord is going to rapture me out. And that's where people get mixed up with the rapture because it's an, they mm-hmm. think it's an escape route. It's not. It's it's a time and a perfect place where we have endured. We are strong. We are serving him. He takes us out and then we come back and we're, we, we war with him and we reign with him. It's going to be exciting. I'm so excited that you're doing this because a lot needs to be clarified. Mm-hmm. And, and we will prove exactly what you just said through scriptures. Amen. We will prove Amen. it. Mm-hmm. 
So this is an exciting time. I'm glad we're going to start to do this, uh, do this series. I believe I'm praying for this audience that you will be encouraged, that you will be strengthened, uh, not by us, it's by the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the greater the revelation, the greater your faith will be, the greater miracles you're going to see and experience. Amen. That is mm-hmm. my prayer for you. Uh, we also want to collectively pray for those who are lost. And and I also want to come lockstep with Jesse and her ministry, which is to bring people out of the system. Amen. Mm-hmm. Th- this is very important. Uh, so today we claim that some of the generals from that system step out. They Amen. claim Jesus Christ. They step out and they use their knowledge, their connections in that system to boomerang the harm that has been done and to work in the service of God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you dispatch your ministering spirit to them right now. Touch them. Touch them. Bring them out. Minister to them and let them choose Jesus Christ. We also pray a follow-up to that, Lord God, that not only will they be saved and come out, but we pray that others will come into their lives and disciple them in the way, which is Jesus Christ. And I pray for each one in this audience to be leading people into the kingdom at this time. Use everybody in this audience. Use everyone who hears the sound of this voice. Multiply our numbers, God. Multiply the numbers of the kingdom, Father. It's not your will that anyone be lost. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, I invite you to join me in this prayer right now. Just say, Father, I have sinned. And Father, there's nothing I can do to cover my sin. There's nothing I can do to earn my way into heaven. Lord Jesus Christ, you died on the cross for me. Lord Jesus Christ, your blood was spilled to cover my sin and that I may enter the narrow gate to come and dwell with you forever. So I therefore accept Jesus Christ as my savior. I accept him as God of the universe, God of eternity. And I pledge my service to you, not because I'm working my way in heaven, but because you have shown me love and I will in turn have every bit of my being love you, my Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Amen. And I want to cover Jesse in prayer, um, understanding what she was groomed to be and how she's turned her back on that to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a dear friend of mine and anyone who doubts her love for the Lord. Uh, they don't know her. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I actually cover Jeff and Jesse in the mighty power and love and light of God. I thank you that they will be hidden from darkness, that uh, only the darkness uh, that is coming out of evil 
will be able to see them. Those who are reaching out like Peter under the water to grab the hand of Christ will be able to mm-hmm. see Jesse. Those that need their hand pulled out, but those who wish her harm and those who would try to pull her back, Lord God, I thank you that they are thwarted now in the mighty name of Jesus, that they are blinded now in the mighty name of Jesus, that they cannot touch that which you have anointed unto you. I just mm-hmm. praise you, Lord God, that you stand with Jeff as well and that you continue Continue to grow and build his ministry and that you anointed with such power God that nothing can stop him nothing and Amen. we ask that the enemy that stole from him that that would be repaid sevenfold now in Jesus name and we give you glory honor and praise amen thank you Jesus amen, amen. amen. well I am so privileged to be standing with absolute giants of knowledge of the word of God, like you, Jody and Jesse, I am truly humbled in your company and your knowledge of scriptures. So I want I to was thank thinking you. the same thing about you two. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it about you two. So <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we're all together. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> well, one will we we will compliment each other and and everyone in the audience. I'm just looking at some of the messages in the chat, and uh, man, we have some real giants out there as well. Yeah, we do. Uh, yes, we do. We have the best audience uh, family. I'm I'm going to say from now on, it's it's not audience. We really are a family, um, an army together. And by the way, um, I will be putting the links in the description box for all of the stuff. I'm not going to do a commercial for our university and, and patron and stuff like that, but just know, um, you know, a few minutes after the show, I will be posting all of those links there if you are interested. So why don't we wrap it up there and we will continue in revelation on Sunday, um, I'm expecting we're going to have possibly a really great guest on Tuesday, Jesse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tiffany has been hinting at someone, uh, which will put me out of my comfort zone. So that will be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyways, hey, listen, thank you for listening. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.